what it is and what it do this is the grown-ass man hip-hop show i am lawrence g that is joey burnham and um due to some technical difficulties um there will not be a new show this week but there will be a throwback thursday um we're gonna uh replay episode three is social media making me racist for those of y'all that heard that sit back and check it out again for those of you that haven't heard it sit back and check it out for the first time like we always say about this time grown-ups don't go out there and do no dumb shit because grown-ass men do grown man shit See you next Thursday. Peace. This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com. More than just an online journal or clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com. Shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com. Defenders of the True School. You're not a kid no more. I think it's time to grow. Homie, you better know. You know it's time to grow. What it is and what it do, this is Lawrence G. And I am Joey Burnham. And this is the, the Grown, Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Where we talk about love life and grown man shit and everything in between what's up my nika what's going on man nothing <laughs> nothing nothing as usual you just don't have a life do i you? don't want a fucking life leave me the fuck alone is my message to most people except for these bad bitches i seen a bitch so bad today man man i was going to walmart today i see the bitch this bitch looked Puerto Rican. She had the long curly hair with the baby hairs, long red nails, fat ass, tattooed up with her, her tank top and her little spandex pants on or whatever the fuck it was. She was just a gorgeous looking woman. And she uh, flagged me down. I'm like, oh shit. She notices a real player when she sees one. <laughs> and then she flagged me down and she was trying to sell me something and it wasn't pussy. So I was... <laughs> I was really broken and devastated. She was she wasn't from here neither. She had like an East Coast accent. She was like, um, "You want um, do you wear cologne like J Cole and stuff like that?" I said, "Man, I fuck with the Usher Raymond." She was like, "Well, come inside of Walmart and I'll show you what I'm talking about." I'm like, "Ah, well, fuck it." And that that's pretty much how that ended. So, I you, so you didn't go in Walmart with her? I went in Walmart. I had to do my shopping. I ain't see the bitch. I think she might have been a booster. She's going to set your ass up. It was, you know, I felt some kind of way about it, you know, so. If she would have told me she's going to sell me some pussy, I'm like, well, you know, we can talk about that. <laughs> that bitch was bad, too. She was a Name your prices. Name your price. Well, my week, you know, I just had my birthday pass, and I went bowling and did some old man shit. I had fun bowling. I think I'm going to take up bowling, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I want, yeah, I want to bowl. Like I had fun doing that shit. <laughs> quick, quick pervert story. Since we on the subject, I remember one time I was at school when I was in college. So I saw this little badass white bitch. So I was like, "Shit, come sit in the car with me." She was waiting on her ride. So I was like, "Shit, come sit in the car with me." Um, why you waiting on your ride? What's your name? She told me your name. We sat in the car. We started chopping it up, and then she was looking out. She was looking at me. We was looking at each other face to face, talking, and you know things were going good. And she kind of let me know that, you know, I think you're an attractive guy. Then she looked out, she looked out the window 
So she took her eyes off me because she was in the passenger side and she looked to the left. Excuse me. She looked to the right and she took her eyes off me because she was just staring at staring out the window aimlessly. When she turned back around, I had this big hard dick <laughs> pulled out my pants. I pulled my dick out and I was just looking at it and she, she turned around and seen that big black hard throbbing dick. <laughs> and I was holding that motherfucker, peeling skin back on that motherfucker. And then she just looked at me. She said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and my stupid ass, I said, I thought you wanted this. She was like, I didn't say that. <laughs> Rape. And that bitch was about to break the handle off the goddamn door trying to get out. Get out. I said, man, no charges were pressed. No charges. I guess I got mixed messages. Apparently, you're handsome doesn't mean pull your dick out, I'm going to suck it. I pulled my dick out and looked that bitch in the eye like, so what you going to do with it? <laughs> she, was, she was gone. Man, that bitch, she was about to fucking tear that whole fucking door frame off trying to get out. I'm like, oh, shit. Now she just this fucking white girl. They probably lynched my motherfucking ass. Did you? Did you ever see her again? Uh, I mean, yeah, I still had to go to school the next day. <laughs> so yeah, I seen. She ain't say shit to you, did she? That bitch acted like I was a fucking ghost. Wow. She just ignored me. That's correct. <laughs> okay, so on that note, man, <laughs> since you're talking about a white girl, today's theme is. <laughs> Oh boy! Today's theme is is social media making me racist. Okay, that's a decent segue. Uh, this is the grown ass man hip hop show. We'll be back in a minute. Yo, what up? I'm Lawrence G, and this is your boy Joey Burnham, and this is the, the grown ass man hip hop show, where we talk about love, life, and, and grown man shit. shit. Join us each week as I sit down with my brother. I mean, my literal brother. Yes, sir. And talk about everything from love to relationships. And of course, hip-hop. Only on 4th Coast Media. This is a 4th Coast Media production. 4th Coast? Yeah. So, today's thing, ladies and gentlemen, is social media making me racist. Joe, let me tell you why I asked that question. Because I'm thinking social media is making me a racist. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as a matter of fact, my wife is always mad at me because I always got my phone in my hand. And, you know, she be getting pissed off. You always got your damn phone in your hand. I'm talking to you. Pay attention to me. And I'll be wanting to tell her, well, if you was as interesting as Facebook right now, mm. I probably would be paying attention to you. Why don't you get on IG and make and do something for the grant? No, I'm just playing. And she doesn't listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> uh oh. She know I'm talking shit, right, baby? Oh, it's just a goddamn game. It's just a podcast. But no, man, she always mad at me because I'm on my phone, right? Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, you know, I don't really do IG and. I don't do IG because I ain't got nothing going on in my life for Instagram. You got to take pictures. You got to, you know, be seeing shit. I don't see aliens. I don't see superstars. And I, you know, I ain't finna sit there and, like, take pictures of food when I go out. So I'm not on IG. Yeah, man. I, yeah. It's just too much I'm right too now. It's like I, I, would rather, I would rather, like, have more going on. Hopefully, you know, we get the show rolling and I can have excuses to get on IG. I don't do Snap Snapchat for the same reason. Ain't got yeah, that much I'm going on. Eating my food exactly to do that. But um, you know, as I'm scrolling, 
I notice that I'm more likely to click on something that has a racial issue, police brutality, somebody saying mm-hmm. something, a, a, a Farrakhan speech, a, a comment from a Ku Klux Klan member, and especially with this climate with Donald Trump, which I want to talk to you about Donald Trump, see what you think about that. Uh, especially with the climate that's going on right now, I find myself more reactionary when it comes to racial issues. I'm like, I'm always ready to say something. Or I'm all, like, dude, I every white person I see off the rip, I think they're racist. Like, That's fucked up. That, it is fucked up, <laughs> but it's because of social media. I'd be like, motherfucker. Like, here's a perfect example, right? Like, speaking of college and white girls, I was in school with this fine-ass white chick. You know, you know fine-ass white chick. And I'm, th- I'm looking at her thinking to myself, I bet she don't talk to niggas. Dude, I see her on Walmart. She got the black idiot's blackest black ass nigga you ever want to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ugh, I think I got a problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, judging and that I, book by its cover. Judging the book by its cover, but it's like social media is writing all the damn pages. You know what I'm saying? So I I really think that social media is having an effect on my brain how because of the clickbait and everything else, man. I think social media is just having that effect on my brain. So I wanted to ask you, have you noticed a climate? Because it seems like, okay, we all know that racism has always been there. Yep. It, 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 it hasn't. You know, a lot of people would have you think that, you know, racism is dead and everything is fine now. But especially around 2008 when Barack Obama got elected. I would say a year or so after that, you started to see, well, you saw it during the election, but you started to see this turn and you started to see racist people be a little bit more vocal. You know what I'm saying? Did you yeah. notice did you did you notice that around 2008? I'm noticing the shit right now with Trump. So a, a resurgence is what you're saying. What I'm saying is I've always noticed racism. It hasn't gone any goddamn way. You know, I'm a black man, so I'm always going to see it, even in little subtle ways. But um, in 2008, when Barack Obama got elected, that's when I saw less racism, believe it or not. And now I am seeing more racism in politics specifically, and really in life, but specifically I'm talking about politics. And uh, Yeah, a lot of racist people support Trump, not all. Everybody who supports Trump isn't racist, but yes, you are. You're all racist. If you support Donald Trump, you're a racist, and I need you. First of all, if you're a racist, you probably ain't listening to the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show hosted by two niggers. You'll be surprised. You probably will be surprised. But if you are, I'm gonna listen to these niggers. I don't know why I'm doing a Southern accent. Because most niggers are from the South. Like, like racism. Ooh, not most exist. niggers, I'm sorry. Most racists are from the South. Like, I'm doing it like racism doesn't exist outside the South, and that's a damn lie. Well, it's a difference in the South, though. It is definitely a difference in the South. But um, my whole thing was you said you saw less racism during two, in the 2008 election? I did. Because the simple fact that he got ele- elected, you know what I mean? But have you ever seen that uh, HBO, I think it was on HBO, documentary where that dude was saying he would never vote for a nigger? I saw that too. And and I saw a lot of other people. Like, dude, 2008, man, a lot of, a lot of, I lost a lot of white friends. I'm not going to lie because, because Barack Obama got in office and there was this misconception that he was going to give the country to us. Yeah. 
which now you look back eight years later and it's make America great again. So basically what they saying is Barack Obama gave the country to the niggas and now we got to have Donald Trump give it back to the white folks. That's why I say I see more racism now because it's it feels like we're finally getting our country back from that nigger. It feels like that. Right. No more of the nigger. So that's why I say I feel more racism now. But politically. Politic- well, I'm talking just as a whole, because, dude. But if you want to talk about as a whole, the shit ain't changed. It's always been fucked up and racist in this country. No, no, Joseph. Shit ain't changed. I'm using your real, I'm using your government. 2008 has been racist. 2000. No, no, Joseph. One was racist. When Barack Obama 88 was, was elected racist. into office, mm-hmm. and he became the first black president of the United States of America. And why do we say the first black president? Because he was the first black he was the blackest we gonna get. I mean, yeah, but I mean, shit, they they didn't let Jesse get it, and they damn sure weren't gonna let uh, Al get it because he was fat with a perm. Why not the first biracial? Well, because he wouldn't be the first biracial president. But who was the first biracial president? Which one was Indian and white? I don't know. I don't. I don't know my history. We'll go back to that history shit later. But um, I can Google it. Keep talking. I will Google it. Um. But yeah, man. Barack Obama, basically what I was about to say, this is kind of getting into a different conversation, but it's still concerning race. In this country, if you're black and white mixed, you're black. That's unfair. Because you should acknowledge your roots. If you have a white mother and a black father, wouldn't your white mother be upset that you say you're black? No, because white women are awesome. White women are now birthing black children. If I was biracial, and all people in the United States of America have something in them other than the obvious, with that being said, if I was like biracial, black parent, white parent, I would would acknowledge both. According to, um, what is this, Um, Monticillo.com, Thomas... Jefferson I thought it was, was Indian and white. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, so there you go. Thomas Jefferson. Uh, uh yeah. So that wouldn't he wouldn't be the first biracial. But but I didn't and, 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 and that's marketing. Let's just be honest. That was marketing. Do you think that people would really pay attention to the first biracial president? Not in this fucking country. Not in this country. You got he he had he he was too he was too napping and dark to say white. So mm-hmm. they had to say black because they knew that was a shoe-in because all the black folks was going to vote for the first black president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I just think that's kind of fucked up. At the end of the day, if you're biracial, you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. That's your prerogative. That's your right. But us as Americans, we always try to throw what we don't understand into some kind of goddamn category. And, you know, but, you know, you can call yourself black if you're biracial. But if you fill out an application and you check white people are like hell fucking no why the fuck did you do that you you're not white like well i i'm not all black so why do i have to check off black well you know what i you know what i do when i you know what i do you got black white mexican other i I always click other because i'm like it ain't your business i I think they have none of your business too i choose not to answer yeah, well, I always click other, and if I ever if I, if I ever find choose not to answer, I you know I probably click that shoot too. But um, yeah, I always click other because, I mean, what does that have to do with me filling out this application? That's just stupid. 
you know, you know, and I got a basic ass name too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, I want you to be surprised when I step into the room. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, because you know, a lot of people say when I'm on the phone, I sound white. You know, I would call my wife job many times, and they would be like, "Are you married to a white guy?" And she's like, "No." And they're like, "Oh, well, your husband's on the phone." And for some reason, everybody think that I'm married to a white woman. Can you tell me why? I don't hear it. Like, like at, at, at every job I've ever how, had. How does a white woman and a white man sound? Oh, bullshit. I think that, you know, I think white people do have a, a different tone in their Of voice. course they do. But I'm saying according to them, what would you, what, what do you think they think? Well, you know, I call in. I'm acting right. I, you know, I ain't calling acting ratchet. You know, I ain't oh. like yo, yo, yo. Let me speak. So that's shit. that's what I'm getting at. I, I'm, I, you know, that's, when I call them, I'm like, hey, man, speak. I'm like, uh, uh, hey, man, speak to Shannon. That's what I'm getting. Does, at. does that sound white to you? That's that's what I'm getting at. When when they answer the phone and they hear this intelligent guy instead of an ignorant coon ass nigga, which is what they think of black people, they get surprised. Oh my God, you can speak. He couldn't be black. Shannon, are you married to a white guy? Because this guy sounds intelligent. Like, no, motherfucker. I could have gold teeth and I, dreads. I, you I don't can, know me. I, can read I don't have gold lines. teeth and dreads. I got glasses and a beard. But my wife still thinks I'm sexy. I'll tell you some shit that offends me. Since we're talking about race and getting all off the goddamn subject. Wiggers. <laughs> Wiggers. Now, the word itself offends me. But I'm not going to talk about the word itself. Um, peep this, right? Superman. I talk about this shit all the goddamn time. Right. Superman. He has an alter ego. Right. Or Clark Kent, I should say, has an alter ego. Well, Kalel. Let's get technical. Kalel. That's Superman's real name. Kalel has an alter ego. His alter ego is Clark Kent. Clark Kent is weak, meek. He is very squeamish. Mm-hmm. That's what Clark Kent is. Right. Why? Because that's how he thinks humans are. He's trying to act human, so he acts weak. Now, let's talk about wiggers, right? Right. A lot of wiggers, not all, act loud, country, alley, ignorant, boisterous. Why? Because they think niggas act that way. This is their portrayal of what they think a nigga acts like. And I say that to say this. So white people are really Superman? Yes. <laughs> and they're goddamn weak to kryptonite. <laughs> I don't understand. No, I get what you're saying. I, I know that's that's saying. a weird ass point, but I, I But you I, drove it, you drove it, you drove it. That's a weird ass point, but I use the Superman thing because I think that's easier to understand than the wigger concept. It's about alter egos. Right, right. It's about alter egos and pretending to be somebody else or really, because, you know, not, not all wiggers are pretending to be black. They grew up in, some of them grew up in black communities, and that's who they are through and through. So do you still call them wiggers, and do they get a, do they get a pass on saying the word nigga? No, nah, they don't ever get a pass on saying the word nigga. So Hell, if you grew up in a black neighborhood. Truth be told, we shouldn't say it. None of us, to be real. But we do. And I'm going to continue, but I'm just being honest. So so you got a white guy that grew up in a black neighborhood all his life. He's a, he, 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 he blacker than the blackest dude in your neighborhood. He 
he black. He can't say the word nigga. Hell no. He can't say what up, my nigga. Oh, you can't. He's been around it. black people all his life. Say it to somebody else. You can't say it to Joey Burnham. The reason why you can't say it to Joey Burnham is because of this. I don't know what you mean by it. He I, grew up in the neighborhood. Let me tell you. Well, How am I supposed to know that? I listen. I don't know. Okay, who. you grew up with him. You grew listen, up with him. Listen, man. I do not feel comfortable with Wiggers or anybody. I'll say this. Black people, Mexicans, and Latinos, and Latinas can call. What's the difference between Latino and Latina? Man and female. Oh, okay. Latina is I'm, female. I'm sorry. Latina. Um, hey, Latina. I hope one of y'all name y'all kids that. Latina. Man, that's some Lati- nigga shit to do. Latina. Um, anyway, brown name. people. Brown people. Brown right. people can use the N-word with me. Non-brown people cannot do it. And the reason why is this. Let's say a white boy says it to me. I don't know if he genuinely means what's up, my nigga, in a good way. I don't know if he's trying to be sneak racist. Or slide one in. Or slide one in. Like, let me, maybe I can get away with calling him a nigger if I phrase it the way he's used to hearing it. Hey, what's up, my nigga? <laughs> I called him a nigga. He Got it. Even, you Got know what it. I mean? So you're not going to slip one in on me trying to disguise it as Oh, my of, gosh. You know, Sean, you'll never believe what I did today. Exactly. You'll never believe what I did today, Sean. So I'm playing basketball in the ghetto with these black guys, right? Mm-hmm. And they come up, right, and they're saying, yo, my nigga, what's up, my nigga? And I want to say the word too, right? So I walk up to one of them. I mean, this guy, he's fucking huge. He's like... Six five, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he and I say yo because I want to say the word nigga too, and I want to get one. And I say yo, what's up, my nigga? You ain't about to slide that shit in on me, so he can't do that. And no, he can't do that. But in the case that this person is genuine and they really mean it as a term of endearment, and they use it the same way a black person uses it, and it comes from the same place, and they mean the same thing by it. It could have a, a positive spin on it. Hey, what's up, my nigga? I'm hey. talking about now. Think about this. A you got a white guy. You got a white guy that you it. grew up with in the neighborhood full of black people. He do all the niggerish things you do. And I'm finna be very stereotypical. He play basketball with you. You niggas and ate fried chicken together. He like watermelon. He like big booty bitches and rap music. And the nigga got gold fronts. He can't say, and his mama lived there. His whole family lived in the hood. And they basically all act black. His mama eat chitlins. He can't say, what up, my nigga? First of all, why did you why did you waste your good white privilege by living no, in the ghetto? No, no. First of all, you've just described riffraff to me. <laughs> Number one. Number two. If Riff Raff was to call me a nigga in any shape, form, or fashion, I would not be cool with it because I just don't feel good. I do not know how you mean it. I don't know if you're trying to be racist. I don't know if you mean it as a term of endearment. So since I can't tell the difference, don't fucking say it to me. But you know there's no ill intent. He he live in your neighborhood. I'm just telling you I don't know. I don't fucking know that. he, He live in your neighborhood. You grew up with this dude. You can oh, see him all your life. He still can't say it. Don't say that shit to me. I don't give a fuck if you're my white. If you're my white friend, and we're best friends, and you're white, I'm asking you 
not to say that. What to if me. you what if you marry a white woman and she like that's different. Wait a minute. What if she like what if she what if she like y'all doing it right and you get it back? I was just bang, about to say bang, that. She can call bang, me bang. a nigga in the bedroom. And then she'd be like, and then she'd be like, give me that nigga dick. Yeah. Listen, if I marry a white woman, my white queens, if I marry a white woman, we're gonna role play. And she's gonna be the slave master's wife. <laughs> and I'm gonna sneak into my own house wearing a, a burlap sack or whatever <laughs> slaves used to wear. And I'm gonna sneak into my own house and act like the master is gone to run chores in the town. <laughs> Uh, uh, Miss Bessie Lou, uh, 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 I, I, I was just wondering if you need some cleaning to be done around here. <laughs> well, you know what, Leroy? Come on in this bedroom, and I got some work you can really do. <laughs> so that's gonna be cool with you. I, I, I don't know if we should be doing this. The master gone. He's really gonna raise hell if he finds me in this bedroom with you. <laughs> Don't you worry about that nigga boy. I want you to fuck my white socks off. <laughs> my white socks off. Uh, I'll pin that pink pussy to the wall. <laughs> and she could call me, fuck me, you nigga. Fuck me, you big black nigga. So that's different. Wait a minute. Stop. That's completely fucking minute. different. Wait a minute. You don't know where she coming from either though. I do know where she coming from. She getting this good black dick up in her. <laughs> So slavery role play is good. Slavery role play is good. Nothing wrong with slavery. Just the key word role play. Because you're, you're getting your reparations. We get, I'm getting reparations. I'm getting <laughs> adoration. I'm getting love and respect this and is, pussy. We are redefined 40 acres and a mule. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That boy said slavery role play is fine. But the dude on the street. Well, okay, so 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 is this the girl? That was in the neighborhood that grew up with you? Is this the dude's sister? So the white girl is, in this scenario, you're saying the white girl is the sister of the wigger. Yeah, exactly. He cannot use the N-word toward me. Now, I can't control what comes out of his mouth. So if he wants to say the N-word, you know, it's a free country. Do your thing. But don't call me a nigga. But his sister can say it when y'all fucking. And if I'm fucking his sister, and yeah, yeah, she can say that shit. If, if we're role-playing the slave game. What is she saying in a regular comment? What, is, what if y'all arguing? What if y'all arguing and she just like, and, and, and y'all having a heated argument and she say, I'm tired of this shit, nigga. You're going to do what I tell you to do. And I'm liable to poke that bitch in the eye. <laughs> so, so the word nigga is only acceptable in sexual situations. With me, yes. Racist, did you hear that? You all need to marry black people and then you can use nigga freely. In the bedroom. The only time slavery is acceptable. You big dick nigga. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> and how do you respond? Ooh, yeah, you white bitch. You getting it now. <laughs> I was going to put a whipping on you. I was going to put this big black dick on you now. You know that, right? Oh, oh, I'm a mandingo. Oh, I'm a mandingo. What's my, what's, what's my name? What's mm -hmm. my name? Counter. Counter. Pick the cotton, nigger. Pick the cotton, nigger. <laughs> oh, his eyes are picking all right. Eyes are picking. <laughs> that nigga's stupid. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. That boy, duh. That nigga's eyes are picking. Eyes are picking. Yes, sir. So, so, so slavery is, so, so slavery role play is fine. Saying the word nigger 
It's not. Yeah, I don't want to be called the N-word. It, and I'm actually willing. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm more than willing. When I get around white people, let's say I'm hanging with a group of white white people. I do not use the N-word. Right, right, right. Why? Because well, I... Well, duh, you with a group of white people. I mean, yeah, but why, though? Why? So do you play rap, do you play rap music? Yeah, I do. I, I I'm not gonna. Okay, so you in you in a car with a, you in a van, you driving the van. You going to Atlanta with seven of your best white friends. Fuck no, I ain't going to Atlanta with seven of my best white friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's the fucking the Ku Klux Klan started in Atlanta, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think on Stone I Mountain. I ain't about to let no white people take me on no fucking road trip. Okay, well, okay, well, name the destination. Five minutes away. <laughs> You're not even going five minutes away. Shit, I'm going to be trailed by a bunch of niggas. <laughs> hey, we go into the corner store. But trail us just in case some shit go wrong. Uh-huh. Okay, but back to the scenario. Okay, so you drive into, uh, you drive into Georgia. Mm-hmm. And you got seven of your white best friends in a van, right? Mm-hmm. Now... Most you, of them are women, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, most of them are women. Yeah. And the new, uh, and you're playing rap music, mm-hmm. and they say the word nigga every time the word nigga. What do you do? If I they put, got that, as a matter of fact, you got that old Master P featuring Bone. Nigga, 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 P and Bone, shit, nigga. That's a lot of <laughs> niggas. And we gonna be here yeah, till we dead nigga. and gone, nigga, 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 nigga. If I put the CD in, then I would have to charge it to the game and just accept the fact that they're saying it because I brought that upon myself. So I wouldn't say shit because I brought that upon myself. If they put the CD in, I wouldn't say shit in the car. I'd let them enjoy the freedom of saying the word nigga. But I would probably put them to the side and be like, you know, that really makes me uncomfortable. But if I put the CD in myself, shit, I'll just have to eat that because I, I brought that on myself. So what music do you play to make everybody comfortable? If if I'm chilling with white people, I play what, what the fuck I want to play because, hell, they've heard the N-word before and I have too. And they said it. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's like the only... Th- you can't do anything about that. The only thing you can do is ask and demand that they don't use that word toward you. And don't use the word around them because then you're a hypocrite. You know, if you use the N-word 50 times around white people, then you get mad. They say the N-word toward you or not. You're a fucking hypocrite. So the moral of the story is, if you're not my wife, my white wife, and we're not in a slavery role-playing situation, you may not use the word nigga. Exactly. Don't you think that's kind of like slighted just a wee bit? Hell no. So you're going to accept the word nigga in a sexual situation? Yeah. I'm going to call her a bitch. <laughs> I can't call her a bitch in real life or, or outside the bedroom, but in the bedroom, yeah, been over bitch. So, yeah, the slurs can be thrown in her. What does she? What does she say? Fuck me, you motherfucking pickaninny! Damn, that's going too goddamn far. 
I know what I'll do. She called me a pickaninny. I'm a fucking ass. <laughs> I'm going to show you what a pickaninny is. <laughs> you ain't going to be able to shit for two weeks. <laughs> Give me this dick, you coon. Yeah, yeah. now that's just fucked so up. So you got to draw the line. You got to draw the line somewhere. I draw the line at dirty nigga. <laughs> I mean, you go to calling me coon and jigaboo and mooley and fuck me, you mooley. Fuck me, you coon. You fucking picking ninny. <laughs> Get your jigaboo ass in here. That's when I'll say, bitch, you're a racist. <laughs> I don't know you anymore. I don't know you anymore. I thought I thought we had an understanding. I thought we had an understanding, lady. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, this is the grown-ass man hip-hop show. Porch, <laughs> we, oh, you fucking porch monkey. <laughs> that's, some, that's painful. Don't say that to me. That hurts me so much. We got verses coming up next, man. <laughs> Grown ass man, hip hop show. Mm-hmm. Grown ass man, hip hop show. This is Lawrence G. And this is Joey Barnum. And we are back with verses. Yes, sir. And as we always do, we flip the coin. And this week's verses is Migos versus hip hop. Mm-hmm. I got the Migos. Joe got hip hop. And the question is, are the Migos hip hop? What say you, Joey Burnham? <laughs> what say you? What say you? I think that they are rap. I think they have certain elements of hip hop, especially the whole party vibe and that whole fun, carefree side of hip hop. They have that. But overall, from what I see, because I only know what I see and hear of Migos. They're not hip-hop. Because hip-hop is about culture. It's about giving back to the culture. It's about what you do outside the booth. It's about the image you portray. For example, giving back to the com- giving back to the community is hip-hop. Which they may or may not do that. I don't know. Nigga, they gave that big-ass $1,000 check to their high school. So, hey, that, that's, you know, that counts if it's, if it's true. But to me, hip-hop is activism. It's making good music. It's putting out positive imagery, putting out positive audio, and creating content and situations and stimuli that enables people and um, pushes people to do better. So, so I can't say the Migos overall, they don't necessarily do that. Now, do they make people want to get money because they brag from their, 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 their braggadocious rap makes people want to get money? That's positive. They um, help people escape their problems by making party music. That's, that's a great thing. Um, so they have some good qualities going on for themselves. But overall, when I think of the true essence of hip hop, I don't think Amigos. So I do not think they are hip hop. They make good music, but I don't think they're hip hop. So, so no, they're not hip-hop. So let me let me let me ask you this. Since you, you brought it up, you brought up the whole party aspect, right? Which that's an aspect of hip hop. That's that is an aspect of hip hop, right? Because we know um uh Africa Bambada, who I talk about later, um and the Zulu, more, more specifically the Zulu Nation said that the pillars of hip hop are love, peace, and having fun, right? Mm-hmm. So you can start right there. Having fun. They do that. That's what they do. 
the Migos. I mean, the hip hip hop started in the party. The the original, and, and that's what they have. I, I just said that that's the right. aspect they got right. down. But bad. but to deny the Migos hip hop would be to deny the forefathers and the creators of hip hop. Nope, because hip hop started in the party. Hip hop was a party even before the DJ spit the first bar. Hip hop was a party. And when you go back and you look at and you look at guys like Busy B and you look at guys like King Tim the Third and Schooly G and the Furious and the what the Furious Five or Three, whoever it was, Treacherous Three, the Treacherous Three, they were all rapping on disco break beats. They all represented the party. So so the hip hop the creators of hip hop started to party. So they could stop the violence that was going on in their own community. The Zulu Nation used to be the Black Spades. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and they, and they and they changed their whole model so that they could party because they realized if we party instead of fighting, if we find out who's the best dancer, then we can kind of change the atmosphere that's going on in the in the community. So I say that the hip that that the Migos are hip hop just from that standpoint alone because they facilitate the party. That's why I say they're hip hop. That's why I give them the hip hop crown. And what about and 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 this misconception that hip hop is only good if you lyrical. I would I would disagree with that because. We got to talk about, and and you also have to talk about and speak to the contribution that they did make to the current game of hip hop right now. The Migos flow, <clears throat> everybody doing the Migos flow. Everybody doing the Migos flow to the point that ain't even the Migos flow no more. So what does that have to do with hip hop? It's a contribution to the hip. It's a contribution to the culture. You said you have to contribute. The Migos flow is a con- is a contribution to modern hip hop. Whether you like it or not, the Migos did. Now you can look back and it's you can say. It's a contribution to modern rap, but not modern hip hop. Well, well, what is Drake? Is Drake modern rap or is Drake modern hip hop? Because he was the first person to start doing the Migos flow. Drake is a little hip hop, and Drake is kind of like a hybrid. He's got a lot of hip hop qualities and a lot of pop qualities and some rap qualities. He's kind of everything. So there's nobody right now in this current generation that is is hip hop to you. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, J Electronica, um, you know niggas like that. So let me ask you this question: Can Melly Mel stand next to KRS One? What you mean lyrically? As yeah, I mean just just in hip hop. Yeah, why? He did part of music too. But you just heard me say like five minutes ago that, um. He is that, and he has that aspect of hip hop. Who the Migos? Oh, the Migos, I should say. The Migos have that aspect of hip hop down pat because they make fun, upbeat music that you can bump in the club. That is an aspect of hip one aspect of hip hop that they do have. So we have no disagreement there. So the disagreement comes in where? The disagreement comes in because hip hop is more than party music. Hip hop is about giving back to the culture. Hip hop is about uplifting your community. Hip hop is about activism through your music, activism through action, and it's about creating, like I said, creating a stimuli that makes people want to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. 
as black people. The Migos pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and the people that they employ are from their community, and they employ them. And again, I said I don't know them personally, so I can't. Say I mean, but that's a typical. That's a typical uh, uh, gesture in hip hop is once you get on, you put your people on. Yeah, that's once you get on, you put your people on, and that don't necessarily make you like a, 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 a philanthropist type of force in hip hop because you put your niggas on. It's easy to put your niggas on. But again, let me start over with my whole thing since I guess you don't understand where I'm coming from. I don't know the Migos. Right. So they could be like philanthropists times 10. The only thing I have to judge the Migos on is their music and their videos and interviews. And from their interviews, they seem like some real ass niggas, some good niggas, some loyal niggas. They make a lot of party music, a lot of upbeat music, and that is an aspect of hip-hop. One aspect they definitely have down pat. But overall, I would say they're not hip-hop because I don't watch Amigos video and get inspired to uplift my people in my community. They come off very coonish at some, sometimes. Some videos, some interviews, they come off very coonish more music than interviews but they come off very coonish their imagery whether they know it or not their music whether they know it or not i don't think it in the grand scheme of things really helps the culture of hip-hop name give me some artists that that do <coughs> kendrick lamar Besides Kendrick and J. Cole. Kendrick, J. Cole, I'm going to say him anyway. Kendrick, J. Cole, um, J. Electronica. So you just going to do what the hell you want to do hell anyway? Hell fucking yeah. I, I was going to say this is the grown ass man in hip hop Ludacris, Ludacris, Common. When I see them, when I see the people I just named, when I hear their music, I say to myself, I can see them leading young black men. I don't mind young black men following them. I now, Luda done said some fucked up shit, too. Yeah, he done said fucked up shit, because it's hip-hop. You're going to say some fucked up shit. You don't have to be a, a, a schoolboy, a choir boy, whatever it is, to be a leader in hip-hop. Tupac definitely wasn't. So the Migos couldn't be a leader in hip-hop? They probably could. But their music doesn't reflect But their music doesn't reflect that. They Luda don't. His music always don't even, Luda be talking about Yo, getting you, high, throwing bows, and, 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 and punching motherfuckers in the face. You don't have to. Fucking bitches. And that's the thing. That's the unfair thing. You don't have to make a positive, socially conscious song, every single song, every single CD, every single track. Again, if you're going to be real hip-hop, you got to make a party track. Well, you don't have to. But real hip-hop isn't just as serious preachy tone all the time you can mix it up you can you can be hip-hop and have fun you can be hip-hop and go to the club you can be hip-hop and talk about social uh situations Ludacris has done all that. but each but everything you said is you, you said that the amigos represent a certain aspect of hip-hop they do have the they pop- represent the having fun they, they and do actually that. if you really want to talk about it, if you're talking about the party you, you know you, you they kind of bring in the peace side too because you got to get along in order to party I mean, yeah. Nah, nah, true enough, niggas get shot. 
during the party and after the party. I mean, them niggas, they talk about killing motherfuckers and, 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 and trapping. Ludacris did too. But I don't think that necessarily... You have to... If you listen to Ludacris' music... Matter of fact, I'll simplify it even more than that. If you look at Ludacris, if you look at J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Tulib Kweli, Common, Tupac, Killer Mike, if you look at them and listen to their music, you have no problem, for the most part, you have no problem following them, you have no problem with your kids following them, if they're old enough, if you don't mind them listening to hip-hop, because hip-hop can be vulgar. They have leadership qualities that will take certain pockets of black America to the next level. Will they do it? Have they done it? That's not the conversation. But they have potential to be leaders in the black community. And a lot of those guys I named already are. And they're not coons. What about DJ Quick? Spice One. Migos, them niggas is coons. They may be real niggas, but they're coons. Once again, what about, and I'm not calling these men coons. I'm just asking you, since you named those dudes who have conscious subject matter. And Ludacris ain't really a conscious rapper. And and leadership abilities. Let's talk about DJ Quick. Let's talk about Spice One. Let's talk about E-40. Let's talk about Problem. Let's talk about YG. Let's talk about uh, Juvenile. Let's talk about... All those guys. What 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 leadership and conscience uh, aspect do they bring to hip hop? I think what you, I think what the disconnect man you are, me and you are having is, you don't have to be a conscious rapper to be an MC. You don't have to be a conscious rapper to be hip hop. We ain't disconnected on that. Yeah, Eminem, I mean I totally agree with Eminem you. Eminem is real hip hop, but he's not a conscious rapper. Ludacris is real hip hop. Ludacris is a good image for black men in America, but he's not a conscious rapper. So would you say that any of the rappers that are art besides Kendrick and J. Cole? I mean, I, I name more than them. I'm talking about I'm talking about the French Montanas, the Young Thugs, the Migos, the Kodak Blacks, uh uh those guys. Do they represent the culture? Again, that's a hard question to answer because I do not know any of these guys in their personal life. Okay, but you don't but know Luda on, in his personal life either, but based on their music. And, and, and what I and again, it's like you're trying to catch me in some kind of trick, and I'm just saying the same I'm thing. I'm not over catching and over you again. in no trick. I'm just asking you a question. And I'm going to answer that question. Because I, what I'm trying to see is like, where do we place this? Is this current generation hip hop or not? It's certain people in this. Uh, Generation that is hip hop, but basically what I was saying is I do not know any of these guys in their personal life, none of them. So I can't tell you what activism um, they have put into practice because that is a part of hip hop to me. So I can't tell you that because I don't know these. But what now? But, what, but, the, but, but the only thing I have to base my beliefs on is their music and their interviews and their imagery and things of that nature. Excuse me, and looking at. Ludacris compared to Amigos. Ludacris is more hip hop just based on what I know. And what I know is his music and his interviews. Based on that alone, he's less of a coon. Um, based on that alone, DJ Quick is less of a coon. Um, French Montana, 
I like his music, but I can't necessarily say it's the best for the culture. Right, 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 right. Migos, they make good music, but I can't necessarily say it's the medicine that this culture needs all across the board. Do you need their music? Of course you need French Montana. Of course you need the Migos. They make good music, and the reason why you need that type of music is because, again, hip-hop is also about having fun. You need that fun music. You can't always, it's about escapism. We need artists that help us escape the hustle and bustle of life. Then you need artists like Kendrick Lamar that shows you the reality. Um, but comparatively, who's less of a coon compared, if you compare the Migos and Kendrick, Kendrick is less of a coon. Who's more hip-hop? If you compare Kendrick and the Migos, Kendrick is more of a of an MC and he's more hip hop. But that 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 goes without without saying. Those guys once again, you're talking about a different level. You're talking about a different aspect of hip hop. You're talking about a different style of music. Which the Migos, they ain't hip hop no way and they'll tell you they're not hip hop. They they're not they're not hip hop. They're not trying to be hip hop and they're making good music without catering to the hip hop fans. And that's okay. Continue to do so. But define a hip-hop fan. I'm a hip-hop fan. A hip-hop fan, and it, it, it's really, it really differs from person to person. But the stereotypical hip-hop fan, of course, likes good beats, likes good lyrics. But the stereotypical hip-hop fan likes music that takes some kind of social responsibility but there you go with the word social and act you say activism the other day but then when i bring up consciousness you say it's not what all i'm talking about i am talking about consciousness but you don't have to every song you make doesn't have to be conscious right 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 but you got to be conscious at some point and you got to be lyrical you in order to be hip-hop well in the great words of 50 cent i'm breathing nigga I'm conscious. Okay. The Migos are breathing. Therefore, they're conscious. They're just not hip hop to me. So you really don't feel like the Migos are hip hop. So once again, all the bullshit aside, all the bullshit aside. So the Migos aren't hip hop. You feel like the Migos aren't hip hop. And you also feel like uh, the uh, the, the people in that vein do not represent hip hop. So would you say that hip hop is... I'm, I'm not going to say that people in that vein aren't hip hop because I would put the Migos in the trap rap category. Right, exactly. Don Tripp is trap rap, right? Right. But he's still hip hop. Why is he hip hop? Because he talks about the reality of the trap lifestyle, he talks about the realness of. The ups and the downs, not just the ups, but the downs of the trap lifestyle. And he's extremely creative with his flow. He's extremely witty. And Don Tripp is hip hop. So hip hop exudes some kind of talent level. Everybody can't get the everybody can't get deemed hip hop based on the level of their talent. So the Migos, you would say, are on the lower end of the talent spectrum and therefore those on the lower end of the talent spectrum are not hip hop and those on the higher end like 
Kendrick, J. Cole, Don Tripp, Killer Mike are hip hop. And those that fall in the middle, Drake, Kanye, sometimes Jay, they are that because they teeter, they are a rap hip hop hybrid. So your question is I just the the question is on that spectrum, the, the Migos and those they fall on that low end of the spectrum. Yeah, they fall on, you know, the low end of the spectrum, of course. But they're still on the hip hop spectrum. Not at all. It's, the, it's still a spectrum. They're, they're not on the hip hip hop spectrum at all. If the low they're end if the low end is the Migos and the high end is Kendrick, they're still on the spectrum. They're not they're just not on the high end of the spectrum. They're not hip hop. Hip hop is talent. Hip hop, and and all this is it really depends on what you believe, because this is just my opinion. Right, 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 right. And a lot of people would argue with you. And a lot of people would like. A, lo- a lot of people would argue. And Personally, I feel like. Do I think that? Do I think that the Migos represent the wholeness of hip hop? No. Do I think that? Do I think that they're the best representation of hip hop? No. Basically, when I, but but, but they do represent hip hop they are hip hop in my eyes because like I said to deny the Migos you gotta deny Busy B because you gotta remember when Busy B, Busy B was a century rapper but that don't make sense though Busy B was a century rapper and Busy B was not the most lyrical rapper in the game Busy B was doing the hibbity hop hop put your hands up and a bop bop bibbity bop bump the bang he was doing that and it took Cool Mo D to step in and change his to change the flow, he came in with lyrics and he came in with that and changed the trajectory of hip hop. But until that moment, Busy B was hip hop. Busy B was, and he was doing it over disco beats in a party environment. You went to the club to show off your skills. Busy B is the true definition of an MC. Because the true definition of an MC is to move the crowd. His job was to keep the crowd motivated. He was the go-between between the DJ and the crowd. Because when rapping first started off, there was no rapping. Dudes would get on there and they would say their little rhymes. Yo, my name's Lawrence G and I'm in the house. Everybody in this thing say, ho. That's what I'm talking about. That was it. You was lucky if you got that. Because the party was spaced around the DJ. And then the rapper came in, and when rap first started, it was not that lyrical, and it was party based, and it was, it was, you know, uh, you know, throw your hands in the air, you know, let me shout out, let me shout out the person in the place, let me shout out the dope dealers getting the money, and it was all to a rhythm. So in my, and that is an aspect of hip hop. That is on the honestly and true, just because they're forefathers, just because they're forefathers. That you know, we 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 want to put them on this higher level and and make them something that they make them something great. But at the end of the day, the reality is these guys were not the best lyricists, and they were there to facilitate the party, just like the Migos. They're there to facilitate the party and make you move and dance and have fun. That's Therefore. A- if you stand, they do. They serve the same purpose in the culture. Yes, the game has. Yes, Kumo D took the game 
and and elevated it and, and we started to go once we learned other flows other techniques and other ways to rap we took the game we went other places and we and we got into more conscious stuff we got into more lyrical stuff but hip-hop initially was about the party so we cannot say that migos aren't hip-hop because they facilitate the party and hip-hop in the beginning was the party it was not the rapper it was not the lyrics it was the party well, hip hop today is about the lyrics. It's also about the party. It's about the content. It's about social commentary. That's what hip hop is today. And hip hop has been about what I just said for longer than it's been about the party. The party aspect of hip hop, that period is a shorter period than the consciousness period than the lyrical period the party aspect went right on into the 90s dude it went right because into the it went because then you spent off and you went in the house remember when hip-hop queen once, latifah and okay that's real but once the lyrics kid listen, kid listen, and play but listen once the lyrics and the consciousness came into hip-hop it overshadowed the party I, I'm not saying that the party is irrelevant because I like the party. You need the party. The party aspect of hip hop is true hip hop. So you, so basically, if we go by what you're saying, kid and playing hip hop. I'm not saying that. You're not hearing me. But the, the you're putting words in my mouth. You're putting words in my mouth. And you're not listening to me. What I'm saying is the party aspect of partying, consciousness, content, talent, DJing, turntablism, the graffiti writers, all that is absolutely hip hop. Right. And there are people who have those certain aspects of hip-hop and some that don't. If you add up all the years of the whole conscious, content, skill-based stuff, those years have been more than the, than the, the soul party aspect. For example, when Kumo D... Matter of fact, Kumo D brought in a lyrical aspect and it ain't gone nowhere. Now, I'm not saying the party has come and gone because the party is it's here and it's here to stay and it's been here for a long time. But the beginning of hip hop was exactly like you said. It was more based on the DJ and the party. That was a short period. When the MC came about. I disagree with that statement that it was a short period. Yeah, it was for a the short simple fact that even N.W.A. and on uh, the last song on Straight Outta Compton is a dance song. Again, you're not hearing me. I'm not. No, you said it was a short period. I, I'm listening to exactly what you said. You said the party aspect was a short period. The soul, the soul party aspect, the specific party aspect of it's about the party, it's about the DJ. Fuck the MC. That period was short. Okay. Okay, when Kumo D and and that specific period was like this, the lyrical, socially conscious, let's rap period. When that period started, it has gone nowhere. That period has been like thirty something years. The party without the MC that was way less than thirty years. So that period, percentage wise isn't the whole of what hip-hop is today as important as it is as important as i think it is and as much as i love it i love all aspects of hip-hop i love the party aspect i love the lyrical uh 
aspect. I love the content aspect. And my point is this. Hip, what is hip hop today? Hip hop, stereotypical hip hop. Let's talk about stereotypical. Right. The Stere- lyrical miracle. That to that's, me, that's that's, that, that's one aspect. That's stereotypical hip hop. The lyrical miracle rap. That's one aspect. There are different aspects. So let's define hip hop or what are, what we think hip hop is. There are different aspects of hip hop. You got the lyrical cats. You got the graffiti guys. You got the DJs. You got the guys who talk about partying. You have. If I didn't say socially conscious aspect, which I probably you even said that a hundred times. You got you have that. None of those individually really it it doesn't necessarily make you hip hop doing those individually. You have to do them all together, is what you're saying. If you do them all together, you are definitely hip hop through and fucking through. If you pick certain pieces, you can also be hip hop. But you know that's an unfair thing because if you take those and and I, you know what, I'll, before I say what I say, I'm gonna let you finish. And Go ahead. Yeah, and you can you can you can have all those aspects together, and you are definitely hip hop. You can pull certain pieces and certain attributes. You can be lyrical without the party, and you might be hip hop. It depends on how you do it. Because I think Lil Wayne isn't hip hop, but he has the lyrics of a hip hopper. He got bars. But I don't see him as hip hop. Um, but anyway, my point is, the Migos, I don't consider them hip hop because they're coons. And I don't think they are a good reflection or representatives. If, if they were hip hop ambassadors, I wouldn't send them around the world to teach people the ways of hip hop. Because they would make hip-hop look bad. Now, I will say this. I don't know how much they actually know about the culture. You ain't hip-hop then, bro. Hip-hop is a religion. That's what hip-hop is. Hip-hop is a religion. Hip-hop is more than music. Hip-hop is more than bars. Hip-hop is a religion. But everything that you're saying, besides the religious part, goes towards the Migos. What did you just say? Hip-hop ain't what? Hip-hop ain't just what? Bars. Hip-hop ain't just conscious. Hip-hop ain't just everything you just said. Besides the part about hip-hop being a really, it's not just. Yeah, it's not just. It's, you said all those, it's not just lyrics, it's not just bars, it's not just consciousness. Yeah. You just described You just described the Migos. I mean, hell, hip-hop is the guy who can't rap, but he know how to do, uh, you know how to break dance. Hip-hop is, hip-hop is the guy who can't rap, but he knows how to do graffiti. Once again, you just described the Migos with, with, with the musical aspect of it. You just described who the Migos are. I, personally, here's, what I, here's my thing, and then I'm going to say this, and you say what you got to say, and then uh, we got the uh, Joe Quan, the hooligan interview coming up. Um, I'm going to say this. You say what you got to say. I would say that Migos represent an aspect of hip-hop. I would say that on the spectrum of hip-hop, they are on the scale. They are not on the high scale. They may not even be in the middle of the scale. They may very well be on the low scale of hip-hop. But on the scale of hip-hop, on the spectrum of hip-hop, Migos are hip-hop. Well, I I disagree with you because, again, 
I would not send the Migos around the world to act as ambassadors for hip hop. But I, I would send Ludacris. Sadly, the Migos do go around the world as the ambassadors of hip hop, and that's a good thing for their pockets. And I'm proud of them, proud of them for it. But the hip, the the Migos, they aren't good hip hop ambassadors. Ludacris is, Kendrick Lamar is, J Cole is, J Electronica is. Um, Who else is there? Um, We shall not speak on artists who have not put out albums to solidify their greatness. In this yeah, episode, um, in this episode, I feel you on that. we shall not speak about who are you, Erica Badu's baby daddy, as a, as a hip hop fan, until he puts out an album. As a hip hop fan, who are you more embarrassed by? Who am Jay, I? J Cole or the Migos? I'm really not embarrassed by either, to be honest with you, because I'm a, I'm ahead. I because I know where I, number one. I'm I'm a, I, I know where to place them. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people that listen to hip hop or, or even rap music don't know where to place a certain artist. I know where the Migos belong in hip hop. They belong over here. Honestly and truthfully, they belong over here on the low end of the hip hop spectrum because they're not that lyrical. They don't talk about certain stuff, but they're still fun to listen to. And they do facilitate the party. I'm sorry. Lyrical guys don't make good party records. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've not seen one that makes a good party record. Migos make good party music, so I I, I put them both on the same spec, spec, spectrum. I see them both on the hip hop spectrum. Now, somebody that I could say I'm embarrassed by, I would say that the person that makes me cringe when I hear his lyrics is two of them. It would be Little B. And Soldier Boy. Put, for me, I would put Young Thug in that situation too. You, I just, I just you will not sit here in this studio and disrespect Thugger Thugger. Man. Do you hear me? Are we clear? Do I have to call Mama? Young Thug. I, we don't. We don't have to talk anymore. Like, we don't have to talk, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. We don't. What do you think? I'm not gonna let him sit here and talk bad about Thugger Thugger. What do y'all think? Leave a comment. Um, Twitter page is up right now at Fourth Coast, Fourth Coast Media. I think it's Fourth Coast Media. Anyway, what do you guys think? Leave a comment below on the SoundCloud page. Uh, social media's coming real soon. Let me know what you think. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am Lawrence G, and this is your boy Joey Burnham. And right about now. Mr. Joey Burnham, it's time to uh, bow our heads because I need to talk to the rap guy. Yes, sir. Oh, oh dear, rap god. Most powerful rap god, creator of all things lyrical, creator of all things that are rap. God, I have to come to you and talk about Africa, Bambada, one of your most precious disciples. Yes, Lord. They say that he was around here searching for the perfect beat with little boys, God. Yes, Lord. They say he's around here acting reckless with his penis. Rap God. Preach it, brother, preach it. He's touching on little boys, trying to make everything go, 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 pop. Rap God. 
That's good preaching. Oh, rap God, he's finding himself in a frantic situation. Rap God. He's around here trying to take grown men and little boys to planet rock. Rap God. I don't understand what's going on. My faith, my faith in hip hop is wavering, Rap God. Oh, I don't understand what's going on in the world of hip hop right now, Rap God, but Africa, Bambata's around here. Touching boys. Touching boys. What a shame, what a shame, what a shame. They say you made a mistake and I just Oh, Rap God. So fucked up. Who does Africa Bambada think he's funkin' with? I need to get some understanding, Rap God. I need you to just, just come into my mind and come into the session right now, Rap God, and bring some understanding, because I'm so confused right now, Rap God. So confused. So confused. Say it again, Joe. So confused. That's with a TH, Rap God. That's with a TH. Oh, but Rap God. I know only you can do what rap gods can do, so I leave everything in your capable hands. So I end this prayer the way I end all my prayers. In Cool Hurt's name, we say amen and amen. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am Lawrence G. And that is Joey Burnham. And we are out. And like we always say about this time, grown ass men do grown man shit. Please leave a comment below. Like and share this on SoundCloud. Um, iTunes page is coming real soon. That Piff coming real soon. Uh... Order your Mac coming real soon. We finna be all over this place. Peace out. R.I.P. Before we go, R.I.P. Fife Dog, R.I.P. Prince. You guys will be dearly missed. Peace. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell, and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. Fourth Coast? What?